0: Welcome to another episode of the By His Grace podcast. I am your host and your guide, Misty Phillip. Please make sure that you are following me online for updates on all the things. And if you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts the by his grace podcast is on the spark network and to find out more about all of the podcasts that are on the spark network go to sparkmedia.ventures/network and there you will find lots of podcasts for your encouragement allow god's spirit to transform you from the inside out When the world seems chaotic, extreme, and out of control, we sometimes find ourselves wishing for order and simplicity in our personal lives, hoping to gain a sense of peace and purpose. Scroll through social media, read self-help books, or watch any DIY television show, and you will discover there are plenty of ways to transform your home, your body, and your life. But how do we care for our souls? Well, my friend Carla Gasser has the answer for us. Using the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5, and 23 as a guide, Carla helps you cleanse yourself from the inside out by allowing God's Spirit to come and produce the soul qualities you are longing for. Purge your past shake out your worry, open your heart, cleanse your mind, and declutter your attitudes. We all want more love, joy, peace, patience, and self-control. And my friend Carla is going to guide you on that journey. (music) Hey, Carla Gasser, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to have you here with me today, friend.
1: Hey, Misty. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here
0: and up with you. Absolutely. We um, haven't seen each other in person since Nashville a year ago, a little over a year ago. And- and that was really fun because we knew each other we were online friends and then we started talking through mutual online friends and i don't know how many of us had ever met each other before but then we all were like hey let's get together and go to a conference and um to the outside world that might seem kind of weird but like we could tell what kind of person yes. we were and then we just we hit it off and had such a great time and and i remember you talking about your book um while we were there. And now it's here and it's so beautiful. I just love it so much. Uh, You're the author of The Beauty of an Uncluttered Soul. So let's just start talking about um, your book. Like, what does that mean, The Beauty of an Uncluttered Soul?
1: Well, thanks. And I do want to say it was such a divine appointment that we met. Um, like you said, just going to a place and meeting someone that you had never met before online and just how God connected us and just found out how quickly we were kindred spirits. That was such a blessing that whole weekend. So I just want to say that I think that's awesome <laughs> that we that God connected us in that way. Yes, at that time, I was in the middle of um, I had submitted the book proposal. It had been accepted. I signed my contract and was writing the book. And the beauty of an uncluttered soul is really talking about how God wants to come in and transform us from the inside out. And it started really on a journey. Uh, I'm also a blogger and had written a blog series several years ago while I was doing some spring cleaning. And um, those of you who like to do that kind of thing, I am a very organized kind of person. I kind of jumped on the whole um, Marie kondo you know, decluttering my life. And I was really um, just convicted one day as I was cleaning my closet and making my piles about how much I needed to order my personal world and my physical world. Like my kids know, and I have four children, most of them are grown now, that I always would say to them, there's a place for everything and everything in its place. Like we need to keep this house organized. And as I was just thinking about why is that such a, you know, why is that such a need for me personally to order my private, my personal, my physical world. And I was convicted that I really was more concerned with external than internal. And God just really started speaking to me about decluttering within that you can't always maintain as we all know, as moms and people who have houses and offices, Every time you maintain something within a couple hours, it's a mess again. And should we spend more time and more energy looking within and talking about the clutter that's within our souls? And so that's how God really led me. I started writing a blog series on this, and then that blog series turned into this book. And where I was looking in scripture for that was, I knew God must say something about this there must be someplace in the bible and he just kept bringing me back to the fruit of the spirit yeah to love joy peace patience kindness gentleness self-control faithfulness gentleness all of those things and that he was telling me that those are available to all of us they are there for those of us who call ourselves believers and the holy spirit wants to produce those qualities in us but sometimes the clutter has to be removed first. And so that's how it was all started is that we need to remove the clutter and God wants to help us remove the clutter to reveal the beauty that's beneath, that's in our souls.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you share to unclutter your soul?
1: (laughs) Well, like I said, when I when I thought of the fruit of the spirit, I thought of what maybe the opposite was. So for example, the fruit of the spirit, and I think they were intentionally ordered. The more I studied and I got into the research and read a lot of commentaries and, and just really poured myself into the scripture, Paul purposefully and intentionally lists them in an order. And so the first three, love, joy, and peace, really deal with our relationship with God. And so the decluttering process begins with being connected to the source. Absolutely. If you want true love, joy, and peace, you have to get it from the source, not from everything else. And so what do we need to declutter to, to get love? We need to declutter pride. And pride is just thinking that you're number one, that you can do it on your own, that you don't need God. <laughs> and and then all of the other things, you know, joy, the opposite of joy is to me, discontentment, just not being content with where we are in our lives and what God has given us. And then peace, the opposite, and a lot of this is going on in our world today is fear and yeah. worry and anxiety. So those are the that's the beginning step. And then the next three deal with our relationship with others. How do we treat other people? And that is with patience, with kindness, with goodness. And then the last three, which are faithfulness, gentleness, and self control, those are the three that help us live this out, live it out on a daily basis, on a practical way. And so that's really, and I, I am a teacher. That is my profession. I was a former high school English teacher, a college professor. And then for the last several years, I've been teaching Bible studies in my church and speaking at conferences and things. So the book is written like that. <laughs> it's written as a teacher would write it. It's very methodical. You can go through it very easily. I've set up an acronym um, for soul that just takes you systematically through each fruit of the spirit. The soul part is search. Stands The S stands for search. And so the first thing we do is search the scriptures because that's where we need to start with the foundation of God's word and his truth. And then O goes into observe. We have to look at the soul quality as God intended it, right? The world's definition of love versus God's definition of love are very different. So we need to look at the scripture and say, well, what does God say love is? What is agape love? What is unconditional love look like? And then U is used because we can search the scriptures. We can understand what God means by it. But if we don't apply it to our lives and live it out, then you know it kind of just stays in our head it's just head knowledge it doesn't go to the heart and then i loved the way um the reason why the book is illustrated the reason why the book it the illustrations of the book are to reflect the beauty obviously but also to give you this last part which is the word which is the letter l which means lean and i wanted you to just sit and lean into the spirit because If you're a type A person, if you're a person who likes organization and likes to declutter, I think the danger, and the danger for me was, I want to do this all on my own. Mm -hmm. I can do this. If I just go through this checklist, if I just check these things off, and it really gives you the moment and the reflection and the time to pause and to lean into God's spirit, because the whole point of the fruit of the spirit that God's spirit develops it within you. Yes, you work with him. Yes, you submit to him. Yes, you allow him to come in and do that decluttering, but it is his work and not yours. And so I hope that's freeing to a lot of people. It was very freeing to me to know that God wants to do this and he will be faithful to do it if I allow the spirit
0: to work. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love the way you talked about the fruit of the spirit, because I've studied the fruit of the spirit. I think a lot of people have studied that a lot. I've never heard it um, broken down the way you broke it down into um, these sets of threes where, you know starting with our relationship with God and, and then others. And, um, that's, that's beautiful. And, um, the book itself is, is beautiful. So it's someplace that you want to sit with the Lord and spend some time, um, So who illustrated uh, your book? Did you partner with somebody to do
1: that? Yes, and her name is Vivian Kamel. She's a young artist that I originally met at my church. She was interning. Our church actually has an art ministry, and she was interning there. And I just had this idea as this book was coming to me that I wanted it to be beautiful. And I knew she was an artist. I had looked at a lot of her hand lettering, and she was great with watercolors. And so I presented it to her, and I said, do you think that you could do this? Would you Do you have a desire to do this? And she did. And when we presented our proposal initially, all she had done was illustrate like the first chapter. And usually when you go to a publisher, they have in-house artists. They right. don't usually take artists. But I fought for her and I wanted her also to get a contract. And Bethany House graciously gave her one. And what was so interesting about Vivian is that by that time, she had moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I was still living here um, in Cleveland, Akron, Ohio. So we were separated, but I was sending her the chapters, she was doing the artwork, and then Bethany House put it all together for us. And what I really appreciated about Vivian is that she was very intentional with her artwork. And when I asked her later, I just gave her a free reign. I didn't tell her, first of all, the only thing I told her was, I don't want it to all be fruit. I don't want like love to be an apple and patience to be a peach. And she's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm about. And so what you will see, there are fruit in there. There are vegetables in there. There are beautiful wildflowers in there. But she's super intentional. For example, one of my favorite chapters and pages for her illustrations is the chapter on patience. And she does a lot of succulents, and they're just gorgeous and beautiful drawings. And she was telling me later that she chose succulents because it takes a lot of patience to tend to succulents. They grow very slow and they're kind of finicky. And she just went on and on. And even like the chapter on faithfulness, she did a lot of wildflowers and flowers that can withstand the heat because of being faithful and enduring. So I just want you to know that. Behind all of this, there was an intention and purpose, and whether you recognize that consciously or even unconsciously, the art in the book is very purposeful, and it is to get you to slow down, to recognize the beauty without and within, and to just lean into God's spirit.
0: Yeah. And one of the other things that you talked about was that the opposite and then that being fear and how a lot of people, I think that that is something that was characterized by our last year. Yes. A lot of people were living in fear and, Mm -hmm. um, And, and one of the things that I talk about a lot is we can exchange our burdens at the foot of the cross and we can pick up the fruit of the spirit because the, but we have to lean into that, like you said, but if there's somebody right now, who's, who is struggling, um, with fear, um, and struggling to, to walk in that fruit of the spirit, if you were to sit down and have coffee with them, what, what would you say to, to, to that individual?
1: You know, I titled the chapter on peace, um, you know, filter all your, your circumstances. And I think a lot of times what we do is that we see what's around us and we let that determine whether we're going to be fearful or anxious or we're going to worry. And like you said, when you look at the events of last year, I had moments of that. I think we all did. And so what do you do? And it's like, you have to go to the anchor that holds the foundation that holds. And you know, the scripture even talks about this, that if you're going to build your house on the sinking sands of what's going on in this culture of what's happening politically, what's happening with the virus, what's happening, you know, even in your own home, those are shifting sands. And we learned that in such a powerful way in the last year. But if you're going to build your house on the foundation, on the rock of Jesus and on his word, that those storms can come and your anchor holds. And I think that that is the most important part is that we, you know, can look to the past and we can have regret or we can have disappointment. You know, we look back, some of us lost a lot of things last year. Some of us lost people in our lives. And we lost so many things. And then some of us look to the future and we say, Oh, there's just so much anxiety. There's so much, I don't want to do anything because I'm afraid of being disappointed. I'm afraid of things happening. But what this book teaches you to do is to stop, to pause and to look within yeah and, and to really, really work on that part, because that's where God is. That is where you can have that, peace that passes all understanding is working on your relationship with god reconnecting with him if you have been disconnected for a while or growing deeper and building roots that are even deeper in the midst of this chaos in the midst of this uncertainty so that's where i would tell you to start is if you have if you don't have a relationship with god right now that you would seek to reconnect with him that he's there waiting for you he has not moved at all in all of this, he has been this no surprise to him, everything that has happened. And that if you're faltering in your faith, that you would just dig deeper and let those roots go down. And this is what God wants to give to us. This is what he promises for us. The other thing that I think that happens sometimes when we approach the fruit of the spirit, and I was guilty of this too, is that we think they're more like personality traits. And that's really, really big in our culture right now. Like what? personality you are, what, what number, you are.
0: number are you? Or yeah.
1: Exactly. And that's all good. I, I I, don't mean to disparage that at all. But what I'm saying is like, it's so easy when we come to something like gentleness, right? And if you're a strong woman, you say, well, I'm just not a gentle person. You know, God just didn't make me that way. That That's not my personality type. And yet these are not options. (laughs) You know, God can create gentleness in all of us. Now, it may look a little different in me than it does in someone who is more quiet and does have that. But God requires gentleness of all of us. And so I think it's really important, too, that I think sometimes in our culture, even in the Christian culture, this has seeped in this whole self-help part of it. And this book says, no, it's not about self-help. It's about spirit help. Yeah. Right. That I'm not going to produce any of this on my own. And I think it's also instructive that self-control comes last in Paul's list. It's not first. Yeah. And I really prayed and dug a lot about that because I thought, well, first of all, don't you need self-control at the beginning so that you can do all of these things? And I think and I believe in the God showed me that self-control is at the end. So we don't make it all about us Uh. so that we don't say I did this all on my own because self-control, when you look at it scripturally, is really christ control. Yeah. It's really God control, it's really submitting and surrendering to Him so that He can produce all these things. It's not grabbing hold of it yourself and saying, Oh, I can do this,
0: which is what the culture says. The culture's like, Hustle and girl, you got this, and you can do it, and you can have it all, and yes. you're enough. And no, we're not, we're not enough, we can't do it all. Um, yeah. and Everything that we seek after in this world, if it's not of the Lord, it is all going, it's all, everything, it's all wood, hay, and stubble, and everything will burn up. Only the things that are done for Christ will last. So that is. um
1: Amen. And that's the message here is that when you come to the end of yourself, it's just you. Yeah. But when you come to the end of God, it's infinite. Yeah. He supplies more and he does more. And one of my verses for this year, and so I know a lot of people pick out words for the year. And sometimes God gives me a word, sometimes He gives me a verse. But my verse came from um, Ephesians three twenty. It says, "Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work where within us." Yeah, that's it, and, and that's it—that He can do it. We, you know, we can have those dreams, we can have those things, but it is allowing the spirit to work within us. And that's why the tagline for the book is allowing God's spirit to transform you from the inside. That's- and like I said, my focus had been from the out, <laughs> right? Yeah. My focus had been, okay, if everything's in its place, if I'm organized, if my schedule, if my body, all of these things I was trying to control externally. And God just said, why don't you work on what's inside and help me transform you from the inside out?
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That's so lovely. Okay, so I got to ask, when you got your book? Um, <laughs> Opened it for the first time. Yeah. How did you feel? Like what well, you think? It
1: was even more euphoric, I think, than when other people get their books because I had not seen all of Vivian's artwork. Oh, you know, she had done it, and uh, but she was submitting it separately than me submitting my chapter. So to see it laid out was just like you said. I was beyond thrilled. It was beyond what I could have imagined or asked for so yes it was a moment it was definitely a moment I mean I think for any author to see your words in print like that in a book is of course you know a moment but to see the artwork and to see how they laid it out and how it was put together was just a lot Yeah. yeah it was something else
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. And before we started this interview, we were both talking about how people are doing our books as Bible studies. So your book is not a traditional Bible study. It it to me is like a coffee table book. It's a book that you could leave out because it's so lovely. But it is not a traditional nonfiction book either, where it's just where you just read it through. This is really meant um, to be a place to just sit with the Lord, to, to, to work on that practice of uncluttering your soul. And it's, it's beautiful and it's a place that you want to be. And so, um, but I love that you said that you've got women who are, are doing it as a Bible study, mm-hmm. um, because I think that right now, you know, in this, with all that we've gone through to just have those moments that we can even come together with others and, and reflect and, and just unclutter. And it's a, place of beauty um god god created us to create beauty and Mm -hmm. um, anyway i just love it and i'm just so proud of you my sweet friend and i'm excited to see all that the lord does with it so um tell everyone where they can find you and we will put all of that information in the show notes so that they can find yeah find the book and find you
1: Um, it's best just to go to my website which is my name www.carla with the c gasser g a s s e com. you can watch a short video about the book there there's links to where you could get the book but Um, it's showing up in your local bookstores. I'm, I'm getting, um, I live in Ohio and I've already gotten messages from people in Florida who've seen it there, even in Oregon, you know, but it's on Amazon and Christian books and all of those places you could get it too. So yes, it's easy and available. There's also a Kindle version of it. And one of the things I wanted to say, the number one comment I've gotten about the beauty of the book is that a lot of people don't want to write in it. Uh And there's space for you to write because like you said, it's a hybrid. It's a devotional, it's a Bible study, and it's a journal all in one. And so I said, just get yourself some really pretty pens and write in the book because then it will be a keepsake for you. And so uh, please write in the book. (laughs) And uh, like I said, it's meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to slow you down and it's meant to hopefully deepen your connection with God as you allow the spirit to transform you.
0: Yeah, that is a good word for today, my friend. It is so great to have you on the show and to share this lovely work that you've done. So God bless you and thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me, Misty. And um, God's blessings on the work that you're doing as well in spreading God's word and allowing those of us who are out here a platform to talk about what God's
0: doing in our lives. Absolutely. Thanks, friend. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guests today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there.